the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Weekday evenings on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. It's 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. Host Daryl Wood brings you the day's news and trending topics as only he can with a unique blend of conservative opinion, constitutionalism, and thought-provoking analysis. Join the conversation. 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. A daily look at the news in a way you won't hear anywhere else. Tune in to 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. Or stream at PatriotDetroit.com. You are in, in what part of the country? <laughs> Southwest Colorado. Wonderful. How are you picking us up? Oh, I stream you guys on my uh, iPhone every day. Fantastic. Um, I, I am a resident of Sterling Heights, but uh, I frequently come to Southwest Colorado. I am just thrilled to be hearing from you out there in Colorado. Continue to listen, tune in again, and call at your earliest convenience. Godspeed. Run to Win with Daryl Wood, Monday through Friday at 4 p.m. on Faith Talk Detroit. Following program is sponsored by Bible Boot Camp Ministries. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578, to be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss, and also with Mr. Smith. That's right, he's with us on a, what I'd like to call, no doubt, a Mr. Smith Thursday. Every Thursday we try to get him in and uh, pull some gems from that biblical mind of his. So great to have him on the program. How you doing, Mr. Smith? Very well, Pastor Moss, and I trust that you're doing well as the same. Oh, yeah, doing great, doing great. And uh, and, uh, and how's uh, my sister, your wife, doing? <laughs> well, she's doing pretty well, but maybe you can pray for her a bit. She's having, I don't know if it would be arthritis or anyway, pains in her legs from time to time, especially when she sits down. And when she goes to bed, if she keeps moving and does a lot of work, she doesn't feel it too much then. But otherwise, she has that problem. But otherwise than that, why, everything's going quite well. All right. Well, right before we even go to our questions, I'm going to pray for her right now. Father, we pray for her right now that you bless her. Father, touch her from the top of her head to the bottom of her feet with your power. Lord, uh, bless her body. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Now, Mr. Smith, you uh, uh, told me that there's some hermeneutical stuff you want to talk about again today. What's on your mind? Well, we want to continue uh, reviewing and explaining Rule 5 of my Rules of Bible Interpretation. And that rule is interpret a particular passage in harmony with all the other passages which may have a bearing upon the subject. 
Okay. All relevant evidence must be taken into account to arrive at the correct interpretation. And the emphasis is coming to a correct interpretation. And for some folks, that seems hard to do, but it's really a fairly simple process. I would say for people who haven't dug very deep into the Bible, you know, in their own study, one of the best ways to start is to do what I did as a teenager. Read the Gospel of John. It's got 21 chapters. We've got seven days in a week. So if you took the time to read three chapters a day, you could finish reading the Gospel of John once a week. And if you do that for one month, I think you will find you the Gospel of John far better than you did before. <laughs> you should get to the point where you can ask yourself, chapter one, what's in it? And then you can think it right through. Chapter two, uh-huh. what's in it? And think it right through and so forth. And when you get to that point, then you're getting somewhere. Then I'd suggest do the same with the book of First John. It only has five chapters, so <laughs> you could almost read it all the way through once a, a day. But anyway, figure out however you want, but at least read it through five times, I mean four times in a month, and by that time you should know that book. And that will begin to help you see connections between things, and the important thought there is connections. And that's what cross-references do. They show connections. And the important thing is there are Bible study tools that have been around for a long time, such as the original Treasury of Scripture Knowledge. That was actually produced back in about 18... I think it was 1816, along about there. Anyway... Long time ago for us, almost 200 years ago, huh? That's right. My arithmetic's right. And then Mr. Smith, who is talking to you now, used it in his own Bible study for several years. And as I used it, I discovered there were some printing errors in it. So I marked them in the front fly leaf and kept a record of them, how to correct them. And eventually I decided, you know, it might be a good idea to expand the whole thing. So eventually that's what I did. I'll make a long story short. And it became the new Treasury of Scripture Knowledge. And I know Pastor Moss has a copy, and quite a few people in his church bought copies from me when the book was available. And if you've got one, guard it with your life because it's out of print now, and sometimes you try to buy a a printed copy, the price can be quite high. Well, I remember uh, uh, visiting you uh, at your place, at your home, and coming in there, I, I think this was just, uh, could have happened twice, but at least once, uh, and I mean, papers were spread all over the table, on the chair. I said to myself, what in the world is Mr. Smith doing? And you were doing that scholarly research then, just like a chemist would do, instead of bottles and stuff, you had all kind of papers. <laughs> and I said one thing, I said, I'll teach, but this scholarship stuff is not for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it does take a bit of patience to study things that carefully to revise an excellent tool. But I the only, did. The only thing, Mr. Smith, though, you didn't ask me to help you either. And I take umbrage to that. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, no, I did have a few students that did help me from the Bible Discussion Club at Cass Technical High School. They uh, used the original treasury and looked up all the references, like for Second Timothy, and told me where they found the printing mistakes as they used it, and that was helpful. So I've had a lot of help along the line to try to make a good study tool even better. Now, even more recently than that, I've produced Nelson's Cross-Reference Guide to the Bible that right, came yeah. out about 2007. And then after that, in 2016, I came out with a resource called the Ultimate Cross-Reference Treasury. That's available from ESORD, you know, the free Bible study program, www.e-sword.net, I believe it is. Uh-huh. And... Uh, that's a good Bible program. I have it open right in front of me right now. I discovered something new about the program that I didn't ever know before. Today, Pastor Moss, guess what? What's that? I had made some notes down up here on this computer, and this morning when I was reading the Bible, I thought I'd go to the verse that I was going to start from today. And lo and behold, the notes that I have up here were down there, and I know I didn't type them down there. <laughs> So I guess if I do something up here, it shows up down there. So down there, I did something for tonight, this program, and I came up here, opened up the computer, and there the stuff was, right just as I typed it downstairs. (laughs) I never knew ESOR did that before. I know my Logos Bible software does, but I didn't know that the ESOR did. But sure (laughs) enough, it does. All right, well, bring us to our top. these resources for good cross-references. Mm-hmm. Now, to get down to the heart of the issue here, you remember we were talking about John 7, and especially verse 52, uh-huh. where the Pharisees, they answered and said unto him, that's Nicodemus, if I recall correctly, Art thou also of Galilee? Search and look, for out of Galilee ariseth no prophet. And as I said last time, I think John kind of had a smirk on his face when he wrote that, because he knew, and we know now, that those dear Pharisees and Sadducees and scribes and all, chief priests, they didn't know their Bibles as well as they should, Mm -hmm. because it turns out there's a whole bunch of prophets that came out of Galilee. Even Jonah, everybody's heard of the prophet Jonah. And Elijah, and Elijah, and then I discovered last week, just before the program, that Nahum was another one to add to the list. So, you know, if you study the Bible, you ought to be learning something new every time. I always do. (laughs) (laughs) I do, too. (laughs) point last week. And so we want to continue from there. Now, I gave a list of some reasons why we ought to use cross-references to study the Bible. And so I want to explore one of those uh, today, and that is the first reason I gave last week was to avoid sticking your foot in your mouth. You know, that's an expression that means that you say something that turns to be off the wall mistaken. (laughs) That's what the Pharisees did. Had they searched their scriptures carefully, they wouldn't have said that. That's right. But the second point is, If you use cross-references carefully, 
you can become better informed about Bible prophecy. And that is very interesting because the people who put the original cross-references together for the original Treasury of Scripture knowledge were amillennialists. This Mm -hmm. means they did not believe in a future millennium. Uh Uh-huh. So people that buy my book and use the cross-reference and think that Jerry Smith poisoned the whole thing and put all kinds of extra stuff that's different, no. I took the cross-references from the scholarly resources that were originally used in the first place, plus some newer ones that uh, we have seen develop since. Mm-hmm. So I, Anyway, I want to go to Revelation 3.10. Because there's a verse that is uh, controversial, and I ought to stir up a little interest on a few parts of some people that know the Bible well. Uh-huh. The verse says, Because thou hast kept the word of my patience, I also will keep thee from the hour of temptation, which shall come upon all the world, to try them that dwell upon the earth. Now the issue here is when it says, I also will keep thee from the hour of temptation, does it mean keep you totally out of it so you won't experience it, won't be there when it happens? Or does it mean protect you during that hour so you won't be adversely affected by what's going on? Now, our dear friends that consider themselves to be post-tribulationists, they believe this verse teaches that we will be kept safe during the tribulation and that the rapture does not take place before the great tribulation. But those who believe in the pre-tribulation rapture, they believe that this word, this message, means that you will be kept from that hour in the sense that you will never enter it. Now, yeah, that's Pastor right. Moss, how do you prove who is right? <laughs> <laughs> how, how do you? Well, you look at the grammar of the passage. Now, I like to let people know that I was an English teacher. In fact, I was Pastor Moss's English teacher for a time. And by That's the way, right. he was a very nice student, and I enjoyed having him in my class. Notice you didn't say an A student. <laughs> well, I'm sure he got at least a B. <laughs> and he was also very blessed to have received a scholastic award for having written a play. That's right. And that was quite an honor he had. And somehow or other, I got the information and I shared it with him many years later, the certificate and all, at one of his church services where he had asked me to come and speak at Strictly Biblical. I don't know yeah. if he remembers that, but I do. Yeah, yes, yeah, because I asked the award. I, I did get that, yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Mr. Smith remembers his students, Pastor Moss. <laughs> see, I can see. Yeah. All right, now to get down to earth about this verse. When it says... Keep thee from the hour of temptation. The word from there in English is a translation or rendering of a Greek word, which if you spell it out in English is just two letters long, E-K or ek. 
Now, mm-hmm. that Greek preposition ek literally means out of. Uh-huh. And the point is, some who favor the pre-tribulation rapture of the church understand the primary force of this preposition to mean out from within. And an example of that is Robert Gundry, who wrote a book that I have here in my library called The Church and the Tribulation. And he discusses that on page 55. And he says, the preposition ek appears in John's writings approximately 336 times, far more often than in the writings of any other New Testament author. There is not a single instance where the primary thought of emergence or origin cannot fit, indeed does not best fit, the thought of the context. Surely the invariability of meaning in such a high number of occurrences establishes the Johannine usage. And that's out of page 57. And then I comment, Gundry's unexamined universal assertion is not supported by a careful examination of the particular instances. And believe you me, I examine all of them more than once. Uh-huh. We have met this claim for a universal meaning for Eck and other connections, I write in the new Treasury note, and fully proved by the citation of specific instances that the word Eck may mean sometimes not out of as from within, but from as here. Now, I put a note about that in the book of Acts, chapter 8, verse 39, for those of you who have a new treasury or who have the ultimate cross-reference treasury. And you'll see there where I put a whole bunch of references to that preposition and its various meanings. But directly relating it to this passage, J.B. Smith points out that if ek means out of, in the sense of being preserved in the hour of temptation, applying this construction to the acclaimed parallel in John 17:15, should keep them out of the evil one. The words would really mean, J.B. Smith writes, safe in the evil one, that is, safe in the devil. Thus, the absurdity of such an interpretation becomes apparent. And J.B. Smith writes that in his commentary on Revelation. Appendix 10, page 333. <clears throat> A much more satisfactory parallel is John 12:27, which taken with its parallels proves that when Jesus in his human nature prayed, remove this cup from me, and the parallel or equivalent request, save me from this hour, he was not praying to be spared during the hour, but to be kept from it entirely, which settles the meaning here. Uh So that's what I mean. If you go into the grammar and check it out, one side does have a better case than the other. And so you're saying that that, uh, that this uh, does make a, uh, a, a good argument, not conclusive, but a good argument for the uh, pre-trip position? That's right. Uh-huh. I would yeah. say it's not only a good argument, it's pretty close to being an unanswerable argument when you get further into the details. I've tried to keep it simpler here, just speaking on the air, but uh, that's the case. 
well, what about Mr. Smith? Now, that's good. That's good. And, you know, I always thought that uh, from the text, not uh, looking at it as deeply as you have. Uh, but uh, it's good to see uh, that position. What about over in 1 Thessalonians 1 and verse 10, where it says, And to wait for his Son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, even Jesus, which delivered us from the wrath to come. Now, I've read some uh, writers who want to say, well, the wrath to come could have meant uh, hell. And so uh, they say it doesn't have any... Uh, uh, relevant necessarily to talking about a pre-trib rapture. What would you say would be um, uh, the correct interpretation of First Thessalonians 1 and 10? I think folks that say that Pastor Moss didn't do enough homework yet. I'll okay. go right to the passage, First Thessalonians chapter 1 and verse 10, and to wait from his son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, even Jesus, which delivered us from the wrath to come. All right, now we'll click on verse 10, and we'll see what we can find in the New Treasury of Scripture Knowledge to help you out there. Okay. Now I say, wrath to come, or the coming wrath. Interpreters differ as to what event this reference to wrath points. Some take it to refer to the wrath of God against the unsaved, and the verse that would tie into that would be John 3.36, where it says, He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life, and he that believeth not the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth on him. But others, and I say probably more correctly, take it to mean the time of wrath called the Great Tribulation, which is yet future. The reference to the Great Tribulation is confirmed by, and here I've got a whole bunch of things to tell you. Number one, the immediately preceding reference to waiting for his son, a statement which would lack connection if the wrath were that of God against unbelievers. They aren't waiting for a son. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Second point, the mention of deliverance, which allied closely with a similar term in Romans 11:26, and I'll read you that verse. And so all Israel shall be saved, as it is written, there shall come out of Zion the deliverer, and shall turn away ungodliness from Jacob. So the mention of deliverance, which allied closely with a similar term in Romans 11:26, certainly designates deliverance from tribulation foretold in Old Testament prophecy, such as found in Zephaniah 2:3, and promised by Christ in Luke 21:36. Zephaniah 2:3 says, "Seek ye the Lord, all ye meek of the earth, which have wrought His judgment. Seek righteousness. Seek meekness." it may be that ye shall be hid in the day of the Lord's anger. And, of course, that's directed to the nation of Israel. Now, All the right. third point is, if we carefully distinguish eschatological wrath, the wrath of the great tribulation and prophecy, from mm -hmm. soteriological wrath, the wrath of God and judgment on all unbelievers who fail to believe in Christ, mentioned in John 3:16 for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life 
In John 3.18, he that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And then John 3.36, he that believeth on the Son hath the everlasting life, and he that believeth not the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth on him. That's soteriological wrath. Then it okay. becomes certain that the reference here in First Thessalonians 1.10 is to eschatological wrath. All right, so one, the soteriological, that's dealing with just salvation in general, rather yeah. than the, uh, uh, the uh, prophetic wrath uh, dealing with right. the tribulation. Now, in 1 Thessalonians 1.10, and in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, 9 and 10, and 2 Thessalonians 2, 1 to 3, the context has reference to eschatological issues and is not primarily speaking of personal salvation and the belief in Christ that leads to salvation. These wow. Thessalonian contexts are talking about questions the Thessalonians raised about eschatological issues, not personal and individual salvation issues. The promises they're given to being kept from the hour are being kept from the devastating effects and activities of the day of the Lord and the great tribulation by wow. means of the promised deliverance and salvation from the coming wrath. The first name passage, 1 Thessalonians 1.10, speaks of waiting for his Son from heaven, who of course is our Lord Jesus Christ, who is promised to deliver us from the wrath to come. Now, of course, belief in Christ delivers us from the eternal wrath to come, but the subject in 1 Thessalonians 1.10 has to do with the fact that, this, that Christ will come from heaven to deliver us from the coming wrath, exactly what the pre-tribulation rapture message revealed by Paul in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 instructs us as a message of intended comfort. All right, well, I tell you, it's good to see that First uh, Thessalonians uh, one and ten, and uh, Revelation three and ten, uh, in uh, your estimation, are very powerful uh, uh, biblical statements concerning a pre-trib view. That's right. Wow. Yeah. And now, the funny uh, thing is, Pastor Moss, you probably won't believe me when I tell you, but I uh, have spent much more time reading the post-tribulation literature and studying their arguments than I have studying the literature that would defend the pre-tribulation view. And well, I want to say we got real books up. I have in my library that would probably, I could back that up with how many of the different books I've got. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to thank you. We're up against the clock. But it's so good to see, because that's the way you have to study your Bible. It's not to be biased. You've got to look at all the evidence uh, and you have to approach it uh, theologically, but also scientifically. That's why I always enjoyed your teaching so very much. You never, you told us, always look at all of the evidence, and I appreciate that. And, Mr. Smith, we got to go. And, uh, and I'm still, I'm, uh, I'm like a dog wanting more. <laughs> but I'm going to let you go. And, uh, in fact, we're going to take a break, and, uh, but we will see you next time. So thank you very much. And thank you, Pastor Moss. Ram's Horn of Rochester Hills is offering $50 certificates for $25 on gotta it now.com. That's gotta, H-A-L-F, it now.com. 
Are you hungry but not sure what you're hungry for? Ram's Horn of Rochester Hills has a wide variety of menu options, including comfort foods, breakfast, sweet treats, and unique meal combos you won't find anywhere else. The perfect place any time of the day. $50 certificates are on sale now at gotahalfitnow.com for Ram's Horn of Rochester Hills. The United States has killed Osama bin Laden. Hours after that announcement, the White House leaked that it was SEAL Team 6 that carried out the operation. Al-Qaeda placed bounties on the heads of all Navy SEALs. Then just three months later, a U.S. Army helicopter carrying many from SEAL Team 6 and others. Everybody out there, we have a fallen angel, a fallen angel, roger. Fallen Angel, Extortion 1-7, the story most Americans don't know. Watch exclusively at SalemNow.com. A Moment of Destiny from Pastor Paul Shepard. We live in a world where there's increasing technology, there's increasing thought about various areas of life, but what is not on the increase, what is actually on the decrease is plain old godly biblical wisdom. We're getting smarter and dumber at the same time. And I have a passion to make sure that wisdom is held high and it is calling to people to say, don't just go for book knowledge, you got to go for wisdom. Pastor Paul Shepard is the senior pastor of Destiny Christian Fellowship in Northern California. The program is heard daily on radio stations across America and anytime at pastorpaul.net. Are you ready for a life-fulfilling getaway where you can join renowned Bible teachers, best-selling authors, and award-winning worship artists in breathtaking locations? Sail the Sea of Galilee, gaze at the majesty of towering Alaska glaciers, or bask in the warmth of the Caribbean sun. Christian travel is the best way to see God's creation, and inspiration cruises and tours will provide unforgettable moments just for you. For more information, visit inspirationcruises.com or call 800-247-1899. Download the free Radio.com app at the Apple Store or Google Play to listen to WLQV FM 92.7 and AM 1500 Faith Talk Detroit. Anytime, anywhere, hear the very best in local and national Bible teachings and preaching from ministry leaders across the Motor City and around the country. Discover engaging faith-based programs, inspiring sermons, Christian talk, and local sports on WLQV FM 92.7 and AM 1500. Stream Faith Talk Detroit live on Radio.com today. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578, to be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emory Moss, just finishing another wonderful interview with my mentor, uh, uh, Jerome Smith, uh, just a, a great teacher of the Bible, uh, author of uh, Treasury of Scripture Knowledge, uh, has done scholarly work, and uh, trained me in apologetics as a young man, uh, was a big influence for, of me being in the ministry and uh, going to uh, William Tyndale College and seminary after that. Thank God for him. Um, here on the Bible Talk program, any questions you have are welcome now. 
You can call them in at area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. Any question you want about the Bible, church history, anything of that nature, uh, be glad to get that from you. Uh, uh, now, I've got some stuff that I can lay on the table. One is that there are statements that people make that need to be refuted. That's right. They need to be refuted. We've got to know how to give good answers to questions and attacks that come against the Word of God. Now, that's what August 28th is all about, our apologetic boot camp, and that's what it is. Does it have a militaristic sound to it? Yeah, well, yeah, it does. Maybe that's because my background was military. I was in the Air Force for 23 years. Uh, uh, so uh, just as I uh, fought for the country here, fighting for the Word of God, okay, so apologetic boot camp where you will learn how to defend the faith against uh, uh, those who attack it, who attack it from uh, philosophy, who attack it from science, who attack it uh, from the kingdom of the cult. And there's a number of things that you will have to deal with, and that's what we're talking about on August 28th. The tuition price is uh, just $10 per person. Uh, children need uh, need to pay no fee. Maybe the parents will throw a little bit of something that should their kids come to it, but uh, just $10 per adult. Uh, and it's going to be, oh, I'm sorry, I said 20, Sister Moss corrected me. See, I always, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm humble with that money. But she said the real price is 20, $20 for adults. That's what it's going to be. Uh, uh, definitely, and every time you come, Every time you come, not only in August, but we're having one in September, also October, hopefully. Uh, and each time you come, you will never walk away without receiving material in your hand that you can memorize and use to help defend the faith. Because there are questions that people ask. Uh, some of them have more merit than others. For instance, um, one question uh, that a person uh, could ask is this. I knew some Christians once, and they wronged me. I had some Christians who wronged me. Okay? Now, people use that argument to say, church is no good. Why? Well, because there are people there in the church that will do you wrong, okay? Uh, sometimes they ask it another way, but they just come out and say, I'll tell you why I'm not saved. I'm, I'll tell you why I'm not born again. I'll tell you why. It's because there are too many hypocrites in the church, okay? Too many, okay? So because of that, that is why I'm all messed up, because of those hypocrites in the church, and the fact that Christians wrong me. Now, ask yourself this question. Do you really, really think that's going to be a good argument to present to God when you're at judgment? Because remember, you're going to be judged by Jesus Christ for what you did, not for what somebody else did. You need to be clear on that. You need to be clear on that. Some people, in other words, what sounds like a good argument is one of the silliest arguments you could ever make. I knew some Christians once, and they wronged me. So that's why I'm not going back to the church, okay? Or there are too many hypocrites in the church. Well, guess what, buddy? There's too many. There's a lot of hypocrites at the bar you go to also, but you go there anyway. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the hypocrites don't stop you. But let me give you the best answer, because God's Word has an answer to that. Oh, yes, it does. And believe me when I tell you that when push comes to shove, the Word of God has an answer to absolutely everything, okay? everything. It really does, right? Because over in Romans chapter 3, God is able to deal with that particular argument about the so-called hypocrites in the church. It says this, Romans in answer to that, Romans 3 and 1. What advantage then hath the Jew? 
or what profit is there of circumcision? Then, Romans 3 and 2, much, of, much every way chiefly, because that unto them were committed the oracles of God. Okay? Now, he's talking about people, Jews in particular, Gentiles also, who had the word of God presented to them. Now, notice what the word of God says in Romans 3 and 3. Listen to this carefully. For what if some did not believe? Right, this, this is what the word of God says to you. For what if some did not believe? If there were some in the church who didn't believe, and they were hypocrites. For what if some did not believe? Shall their unbelief make the faith of God without effect? In other words, what he's saying is, because there are people, some in the church, who are not believers, does that mean that there's no God, that the Bible isn't true, just because there's certain people that don't follow it and claim to be Christians? Okay. For what if some did not believe? Shall their unbelief make the faith of God without effect? Does that mean that you, uh, you, had to, you stopped being a Christian? That's what caused you to stop being a Christian? That's what caused you to stop acting right because of what people in the church were doing? It's not going to help you. It is not going to help you. Why? Because this is God's answer to people who say that. Something that sounds so wise is actually quite silly. Because what he says is this, in verse 4, this is in Romans 3 and 4, God forbid, yes, let God be true. Your job is to get your salvation from God and not from people. So God says, God forbid, yea, let God be true, but every man a liar. Yes? When you get to heaven and you stand before God, I guarantee you, you're not going to be able to point to anybody else. God's going to judge them but he's going to judge you individually for what you did. And you can't blame them for your lack of faith in him. As it is written, that thou mightest be justified in thy sayings and mightest overcome when thou art judged, okay, face to face by Jesus Christ. Number to call, here code 866 We're taking a break, and we'll be right back. If you have unfiled taxes or are in debt to the IRS, this is important news. The IRS just rolled out a new program to help struggling taxpayers more easily resolve their tax problems. It's called the Taxpayer Relief Initiative, and it opens up powerful new options for people looking to get back on the right track with the IRS. And no one knows this program like the professionals at Optima Tax Relief, America's most trusted tax resolution company. They've resolved over $1 billion in tax debt for their clients and have the expertise and experience to help you. One easy call to Optima can start the process, helping to put an end to your worries of wage garnishment, asset seizure, and other aggressive IRS actions. Make today the beginning of your fresh start with the IRS. Call the experts at Optima Tax Relief now for your free confidential consultation. Call 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. This is Dennis Prager inviting you to join Mike Gallagher and me in Israel. Salem Media Group, in partnership with Inspiration Cruises and Tours, is headed back to the Holy Land this October for a 10-day trip to give you unprecedented access and views of a world you've likely only read or heard about. This is your opportunity to finally visit Israel. Register today, worry-free, until July 6th with no cancellation fee at standwithisraeltour.com. 
This is Daryl Wood. By now, you've all heard me talk about my pillow and how it has literally changed the way I sleep. The pillows don't go flat. You can wash and dry them as many times as you want, and they maintain their shape, and they're made in the USA. For a limited time, Mike is offering his premium my pillows for his lowest price ever. You can get a queen premium my pillow for $29.98, regularly $69.98. That's a $40 savings. Kings are only $5 more. Not only are you getting the lowest price ever, $29.98 for a queen size premium go to mypillow.com and click on the radio listener square and use the promo code run to win you will also get deep discounts on all my pillow products including the giza dreams bed sheets the my pillow mattress topper and my pillow towel sets or call 800-919-5912 800-919-5912 800-919-5912 and use the promo code run to win at checkout for the best night's sleep in the whole wide world visit mypillow.com Get fit to quit. The modern no-nonsense system that's helping tobacco users kick the habit is available at gotahalfitnow.com. Alpha Lifestyle Center for Nicotine Addiction is offering $1,000 toward the Quit with Alpha program for $500 when purchased through this radio station. It's easier to follow a great plan than create one. For the most responsible, reliable, and exciting help to quit smoking, visit gotahalfitnow.com to register for the free online Quit with Alpha Masterclass and apply $1,000 toward the cost. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578, to be on the air Bible Talk with Pastor Henry Moss. We've got Gary on the line. What's on your mind, Gary? Uh, yes, you were talking to Minister Smith about uh, when the Lord's coming back, and I believe the uh-huh. answer's in uh, Revelation 13, 5 through uh, 18. Uh, let me read this. And it was given unto him a mouth speaking great things and blasphemies. And power is given unto him to continue 42 months. And he opened his mouth in blaspheme against God to blaspheme his name and his tabernacle and them that dwell in heaven. It was given unto him to make war with the saints and to overcome them. And power is given him over all kindreds and nations. And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him whose names are not written in the book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. If any man hear, let him hear. He that leadeth into captivity shall go into captivity. He that killed with sword must be killed with sword. Here is the patience and the faith of the saints. So I believe that Revelation 13 tells when the Lord is coming back. Church will see the Antichrist. And it said they, that the Antichrist will war against the saints. Have you asked Pastor Smith, I mean Minister Smith, about that, that scripture? Um, uh, no, what question do you have about it? No, it's Revelation 13, 5 through um, No, what question do you have about it? He believes it's pre-trib. I believe it's mid-trib. And it's found in, well, in uh, Revelation is, 11. You could, be, uh, you could be right. Uh, no one knows for sure pre-trib, mid-trib, or post-trib. I don't debate them. I am a pre-tribber, but I don't debate folks no, about no, no. it. because Can you explain You just said you will not know the, uh, the hour. So you're entitled to your pre-trib, I mean your mid-trib view. Can I Number to call, everybody, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. Yeah, one thing I never do, you'll never find me debating pre-trib, mid-trib, or post-trib, even though I'm a pre-tribber, okay? Why don't I debate them? Because at the end of the day, one thing Jesus said, you will not know the day or the hour. 
He wants you to, uh, I believe, in the imminent return. Be ready always. But I'm a free tripper. Okay? Number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible talk with Pastor Emory Moss. It is good to be able to deal with questions that people have about the Bible. Okay? Uh, and there's a number of them. One of them, which is very strong, and normally, and this is why our apologetics conference is designed not, uh, not, not just for church members, but also for young people in college. Oh, in college, they throw everything at you. Okay? Sometimes it starts happening in the high school. And I found out something interesting, that uh, a survey was done, uh, of, uh, especially at college, and found out that professors will uh, treat Hindus politely, they will treat Muslims politely, Muslim students politely, okay, and Hindu students politely. But Christians, they attack them. The, uh, the, uh, the professors attack Christians, not the other religions. Sounds kind of hypocritical, doesn't it? Yeah, but it's true. That's what happens uh, in uh, some of our higher schools of education. That is why it's good for our uh, college-age uh, uh, children to be able to learn something about apologetics. And that is what Apologetic Boot Camp is about. It's Strictly Biblical, August 28th, uh, starting at 10.30. We look for you to be there, ready to learn, going to have a great, great time. Uh, we'll be dealing with questions like this, where a person will say, and I've had people say this uh, simply to me. They say, I am an atheist. I don't believe in God. Okay? I'm an atheist. I don't believe in God. Okay? Uh, now, <laughs> you know that? I hear what they say, okay, they're an atheist, all you had to say was you're an atheist, they didn't have to go any further than that. Uh, but sometimes they want to say that uh, atheists base their view on science. Well, not really, because what they act like sometimes is that there are not scientists who believe in God. And that's absolutely false. Pasteur believed in God. Sir Isaac Newton, okay, one of the greatest scientists in the world, believed in God. We've got another scientist by the name of Faraday, believed in God. And Darwin, even though he did come up with uh, the theory of evolution, he still was a believer in God. Okay? So believing in God, uh, that's, we have intelligent folks who have believed in God, scientists, and I could give you a long list of scientists who believe in God. And in fact, uh, believing in God is nothing new back in Greece, okay? We're doing Paul's time, right? Very interesting. Notice how he argues in Acts chapter 17. Because there were many, many philosophers, Greek philosophers, who believed in God. Okay? What happened? Paul used them in his argument, okay, to prove that God existed. Notice here, Acts chapter 17, where he's in Athens, all right? He's uh, witnessing to Greeks and to philosophers. Uh, and the philosophers were called poets here, but he's witnessing to the uh, Greek society. Man, and, and Paul studied not only Bible, but he also studied philosophy. You can tell from what he said in uh, Acts chapter 17 and verse 22. Then Paul stood in the midst of Mars Hill okay, and said, You men of Athens, I perceive that in all things you are too superstitious. Okay? He says, for as I passed by and beheld your devotions, look at what he found. 
This was right in Athens, okay? And he, he went there because he knew he could make a point that was unrefutable by those who were trying to not believe in God, okay? He says in verse 23, this is in Acts 17, 23, For as I passed by and beheld your devotions, I found an altar with this inscription, To the unknown God, whom therefore you ignorantly worship, him declare I unto you. So what happens is this. It's amazing. It is phenomenal that the Greeks, the philosophers of Greek, uh, of Greece, had reasoned themselves to the belief in a God, but they did not know his name. That's right. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'll tell you more about it when we come back from this break. We all want a solid Christian education for our kids and grandchildren, but sometimes it's just too expensive, right? Faith Talk has partnered with Westside Christian Academy in Detroit to offer middle school students 50% off tuition at tuitionvouchers.com. Combining Christian teaching and academic excellence, Westside Christian Academy prepares students to be productive citizens and future leaders with a Christ-centered worldview. Set your child up for success by enrolling them for the 2021 school year at Westside Christian Academy at half off. They provide a family-friendly environment. Small class size is perfect for 6th, 7th, and 8th grade students. Restrictions do apply, so read those carefully. Only a few tuition vouchers remain, so go to tuitionvouchers.com now or click on the tuition vouchers tab at faithtalkdetroit.com. It's half off tuition for Westside Christian Academy only at tuitionvouchers.com. Heart for Lebanon is serving the hurting displaced families in response to the crisis in Lebanon. Here's Heart for Lebanon's co-founder, Tom Adama. Thousands have been displaced. Their homes of condos, townhouses, whatever, are totally destroyed. And so we have a team of 60 downtown Beirut that are helping these families and others put their lives back together again physically. That means that we're helping to clean up apartment complexes, storefronts, churches and with one Christian college helping them make room in their dormitory for these displaced people. And so we're downtown right now on the ground helping people take care of their physical needs, which will lead to helping us help them with their emotional and spiritual needs. You can invest in the Ministry of Heart for Lebanon right now. $116 helps care for two families for the next 60 days. Call 888-562-4244. That's 888-562-4244. Or click the Crisis in Lebanon banner at faithtalkdetroit.com. This is Dennis Prager inviting you to join Mike Gallagher and me in Israel. Salem Media Group, in partnership with Inspiration Cruises and Tours, is headed back to the Holy Land this October for a 10-day trip to give you unprecedented access and views of a world you've likely only read or heard about. This is your opportunity to finally visit Israel. Register today, worry-free, until July 6th with no cancellation fees at StandWithIsraelTour.com. Download the free Odyssey.com app at the Apple Store or Google Play to listen to WLQV FM 92.7 and AM 1500 Faith Talk Detroit. Live and on demand, hear the very best in local and national Bible teachings and preaching from ministry leaders across the Motor City and around the country. Discover engaging faith-based programs, inspiring sermons, Christian talk, and local sports on WLQV FM 92.7 and AM 1500. Stream Faith Talk Detroit live on Odyssey.com today. Don't let the storm mislead you. Don't you ever go astray. Trust in 
All right, this is Pastor Moss here on the Bible Talk program. Marcus, our technical man behind the scenes, is with us as well. We need to give him his props as we're dealing with Acts chapter 17, where actually Paul is proving the existence of God to a Greek audience. There were Jews, no doubt, uh, amongst them as well, but uh, to the Greeks, uh, letting him know that uh, their philosophers, in fact, believed in God, right? He says in Acts chapter 17, verse uh, 23, Paul argues, for as I passed by and beheld your devotions, I found an altar with this inscription, to the unknown God, okay? The Athenians, okay? The Greeks and the philosophers at that time knew that there was a God. But it wasn't Zeus, it wasn't Jupiter or Venus or any of these gods that they created. It was to an unknown God, whom therefore you ignorantly worship, which I declare unto you, okay? Paul uses the knowledge of God that they had to point to the God of the Bible, where he says, uh, to the unknown God, whom therefore you ignorantly worship, him declare I unto you. God that made the world and all things therein, seeing that he is Lord of heaven and earth, dwells not in temples made with hands, neither is worshipped with man's hands, as though he needed anything, seeing he giveth to all life and breath and all things and hath made of one blood all nations of men to dwell on the face of the earth, and hath determined the times before appointed and the bounds of their habitation. Okay? He, right from here, preached first that God existed, and he said that their poets or philosophers had talked about this God. Okay? Uh, then he just moves from there into presenting them to Jesus Christ, where he says, Verse 30, at times of this ignorance, God winked at, but now commands all men everywhere to repent, because he's appointed a day in which he will judge the world in righteousness by that man whom he hath ordained, whereof he hath given assurance unto all men, and that he hath raised him from the dead. He argued in Athens, okay, from God to Jesus Christ. And that's the same way that we need to, same thing we need to do. Aristotle, okay, believed in God, okay? He was a pagan. He believed, though, in God. Uh, also, uh, we have others who believed in God, too. Not only uh, Aristotle, goodness, one of the greatest, Plato also. He believed in God. Aristotle called him the great unmoved mover. Okay? In other words, definitely the philosophers of Greece reasoned themselves to God. Why? Because it's, uh, it's, it's obvious. It's obvious that there's a God. What was their basic premise? I believe it was, from nothing, nothing comes. You can't have all this design. You cannot have all this order, and it just pops out of nothing, okay? okay? From nothing, nothing comes, okay? Uh, the entropic world, okay? Uh, that means designed for life, okay? That comes from an intelligent being. That intelligent being is God, and his son's name is Jesus Christ. So, great being with you on this program. I want to thank Mr. Smith. Look forward to coming uh, at you on another day as well. God bless you. We'll see you next time. I was born by the river In a little tent Oh, and just like the river I've been running Ever since It's been a
was up there beyond the sky. It's been a long, a long time coming, but I know a change gonna come. Oh, yes, it will. I go to the Somebody keep telling me don't hang around. It's been a long, a long time coming, but I know a change gonna come. Oh, yes it will. Then I go. Me, please. But he winds up knocking me back down on my knees. No, there've been times that I thought I couldn't last for long. Sponsored by Bible Boot Camp Ministries. The following program is sponsored by Bible Boot Camp Ministries. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 